Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Time Like Men Out Poetry Found Me podcast, where we try to grow the mind into thinking differently about our approach to life, where we weigh our options every day to try to live a better life, and where we try to spiritually and mentally write the story that's going to change our lives and make our lives better for the journey that we often make the choice to do. And this is a particularly intense time for the world in terms of how we see ourselves and where do we go from here. And to the younger generations that are coming behind us all, you know, what kind of world are we going to leave them? And sometimes I find out that the best way to leave a legacy or anything that to encourage your family or the coming generation is to normally write it down or in this day and time, by the time the world assess everything and man begins to peer deeper into who we are, this technology of writing and posting and uh, doing podcasts is going to make the world a different place for everybody. I think it has to it has changed the world tremendously presently. And as we continue to go forward, it's only going to add to that ease of speaking and frameworking what we want to say. And I think we as people, when you think about the growth that we have had with technology, sometimes it's hard for us to just keep up with it because it's so changes so rapidly that we can't even wrap our minds around a lot of the technology that's going on in the world. But aside from that, we have yet to figure out our own self-worth and our own well-being. Most of the time, people who do podcasts or people who do speaking engagements or people who write books, they try to write it from the vantage point of you being able to find yourself in some of the material that's presented to you. And over my years, I've read a lot of books and I've tried to understand a lot about myself through those books. I've written a lot of books and through those books or that material, I tried to find myself and my identity and what it means to be human. What does a characteristic look like when it comes to the overall psychological makeup of human beings? And we are a complex machine, our body, our minds, our spirits. And we have at least 7.5 billion people on the planet, if not more, presently. And that's a lot of mentalities to try to fathom on how you will resolve those particular issues that we have. And let's just face it, when you look around the world, there's so many issues that has to be addressed in those societies that there's not enough time in the day to even have someone to stand up with a positive message to get you to grow into the being that you want to be. And sometimes what I 
sit back and I reflect on my life, I wonder what it would have taken back then to allow me to resurrect my dream of gold. And when I think about my mom and the things that she taught me and the way she wanted me to believe and the people that was in our community was a foundational component to me turning out happy, healthy, and sane. And when you look at our world, you have to ask yourself, is the world at large happy, healthy, and sane? There's many books and magazines and newspapers that may go against that. But ultimately what I learned in my period of writing and observing nature, watching a lot of shows about animals and the intelligence of animals. I just know that we don't sit down enough with ourselves, alone, isolated, and pay attention to the thoughts in our mind. And what do those thoughts and energies bring to the table when you sit down with another person. I remember when I was a manager of a movie theater and before that even occurred, there was a manager that was the manager of the movie theater and he wanted me to fill in spots um, when people weren't there. They wanted me to learn the things of the theater business. So I was like, sure, no problem. But you know what I learned? That even when you volunteer for something, you still learn something. And you begin to see the inner workings of how things work. And if you don't volunteer for something, it doesn't change anything. But it doesn't give you the exposure that you need just in case you see other situations and other things you might have to work out unless somebody has explained something to you previously going in when they ask you to make sure you look out for this. If this happened, then you should do this. Or if it's something different, at least you'll know how to work it out. And I don't think as human beings we have worked things out to its logical conclusion. We draw conclusions based upon the appearance of a person and how they act, speak, talk, or walk. And in this day and age, in this time where we have given so much precedent to people just doing what they want, when they want, how they want, whatever they want, and there's no consequences from it. And the only thing that leads to is more and more of that. I work in a place where it looks like some of the people that used to be there aren't there anymore. And it could be because they don't want to be there anymore. It could be their lack of understanding is what it takes to work in that business. Or they just don't see eye to eye with the owner of the building that they're with. We got to capture something that's going to make us realize that as human beings, We got to be able to take care of ourselves, number one. 
And from there, we can branch out to help other people. And what's strange to me is something that I would like to play particular homage to. And that is why we hate black women. Or why we hate people, period. Or why you hate yourself, your life. And sometimes when we speak to people, I always say to people, what's up, man? Or what's up, young lady? Another day in paradise. And I say, yes, that is. That's so very true. Because in my mind, when I think about paradise, I think about if you are alive and you get to see this planet, then that's paradise. Because you don't know what's on the other side. I mean, if you wake up and you get a chance to see, actually see the world and the world that we live in, you will see it as a paradise and an an oasis of pure spiritual development. That's what this planet represents to me. When the psychology of who we are comes into place, oh, that's totally different. That's where all of our mind, all of our thoughts process who we are. And we either have overconfidence, confidence, too little confidence, or just being shy. Because being shy seems to be a thing that works for most people. Yeah. We're in a situation that we got to dig ourselves out of. And the only way to do that is that you have to inquire internally who you are. What do you feel you came here to do? And if you're able to do those things, then why can't the other person join you in making paradise truly paradise? Uplifting people, mental frame of mind costs nothing. Just a matter of you being able to say, when they say, what's up? You can say, what's up back? Or you can choose to phrase something another way. Those are the things that count. At the end of the day, those are the things that matter to anybody that we see on the field. And on the field of life is a constant change. And a lot of people, when you talk to them, I know you heard this, the same thing, just a different day. And when I hear that, I'm... I want to say it really can't be same thing, different day. Because every day you make a move, it's a different move no matter how you look at it. Whatever you did first yesterday, you may not do first today. And that's the power of our main, our minds and the brilliancy of a being that allow all of us to inhabit this earth. There was never any minimizing of those things. And with today's environment, and the way we really want our right to, to live to live amongst us is that we have to be able to be able to take the gifts and talents and skills that we have and use them towards our dreams and goals. If this is truly paradise and we got the opportunity to pursue our dreams and goals, then that's paradise. Then you just got to make sure that you find the steps necessary to make that work. Because living in paradise simply means that the world that you see is like a a clear picture of what your life should be. And if it's not what it should be, what are you going to do to make it as such? And sometimes those things are hard to figure out, right? 
because you got so many people telling you and I, or or vice versa, we might be trying to tell other people what they need to see, feel, and think. But the dream part, man, is the dream part, the paradise part, is that you're on a planet that's held by the grace and power and speed of a supreme being. But internally, we don't even internalize the beauty of saying this is paradise because we see all of our shortcomings. You can live in this world and stand tall as anybody else has ever stood. But if you stand up and you don't have any identity internally about who you are, then that standing up doesn't mean anything. Because somebody comes along and says the right or wrong thing and it sways you from who you are, then the journey that you're taking is not your own. And when it's not your own, ladies and gentlemen, somebody else can come and influence it and take it all away from you. And and there comes a point in your life where you get fed up and you don't want to take responsibility for what you've done. So then the paradise becomes kind of a, 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 a blind statement. You make it, but you don't understand it. When you say another day in paradise and you truly understand it, like when people said to me, I just instantly internalized the fact that I woke up and that I got another opportunity to pursue what I was after. That's paradise. If I wake up and I don't want to do anything with it, even though I see it in my mind's eye and I don't see anything, then it becomes a torturous life because now you're not doing what you feel you need to do internally to make your life work. That's what you're fighting with. That's what I'm fighting with. That's what we're all fighting with. But the thing is, how do you get paradise to really be clear in your mind? If you're going to a job that you don't like, it's not going to be paradise. And if you get with people and you try to explain to them the bitter side of a job that you have, then that's not paradise. And then if you two kind of agree that it's a bitter place, then you both don't have the level of paradise that's needed. What's really needed is an understanding of the world that we have inhabited since its inception. And how has it gone throughout the years? And if you can just figure that out first, then the rest of the stuff is going to be added to your memory. And it becomes not only a story about your life, it becomes a story about paradise. And that's because you finally understood what it takes to to reach that level of understanding. And if you live in a world or you live in a society that allows you to pursue your dream or dreams or goal or goals, I mean, why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you pursue your dreams like everybody else? I mean, you have the talent and the skills. But some of us may be a little bit shy of talking to other people. Some of us may be too shy to ask somebody to excuse them so that they can grab their merchandise or their material so that they can get to work. I don't know. People need people. And needing someone to help you with your dreams is just somebody just trying to be there in your corner to help you out. But at the end of the day, 
if they're not going to help you, is it still paradise to you or is it paradise lost? That's what you got to understand. Is it parity between your dreams and your goals and theirs? And I'll give you an example. In order for somebody to get out of debt, right, and just follow me, because being in debt is not really paradise. It depends if the person loves being in debt, that it becomes a, uh, that it ends up being a fruitful thing for them. They love to try to get out of it, or if they're trying to get out of debt, then what does that look like? And what are you fighting for to make it a reality? And being in debt is no fun because it's like when you're in debt and you're trying to live in paradise, the two don't work. It collide actually, right? Because at the one hand, you wake up and you see everything that you afford in terms of your dreams and your goals and the things that you want to go after. But then on the flip side of that, you still got to get up and work. And when you get your money, you got to pay these creditors because if you don't pay these creditors, it goes into a delinquency that you charge interest for because you haven't paid anything in terms of reimbursing them for the job that they've rendered. And that's where we find ourselves. We haven't paid the price for what we've done to the planet throughout the world. And that's where you find a rug, right? You got a dream, you got a goal, and you're really just trying to find a way to make all of that stuff become tangible. And when it doesn't become tangible, then you want to give up on the paradise that we have. And sometimes when I sit back and I think like over the years, all the time that I've been fortunate enough to write a, a, a writing or two, and the amount of time or the gap that existed between them while they were so long, I realized that it wasn't time for me to conclude the books. And I realized that I wasn't in a place where that type of thing would make me ready to do it. And if, say, if I did finish and I did do the interview and I did those things, do I have the approach that'll make someone want to get up and go buy those books because they're well written? They're done with a lot of love. And if they're willing to help us work with it, then we'll be fine enough to do it. That's what you're looking for. That's what we need. That's what we need to work in terms of the progress that we've made. And I must say, I made I made a little progress, ladies and gentlemen, in the sense of I managed to finish up the last writing to the books that I've been writing for 19 years. And it was, a, it was a task to get through that last part of it. And the last part of it is like more profound than the rest of it because the last part is filled with something that was unexpected. And when I was thinking about my life and I was thinking about what paradise actually means to me, it was just for me to be able to do for my family, all of them, every last one of them. But when your mom passed away, like so much I talk about in the podcast, when she passed away, it, you know, I felt like my paradise was like actually crushed because everything that I did, I wanted to do or happened to do, I just wanted to be able to go back to her and say, you know, this is what I was trying to do, mom, but I don't get that opportunity. And 
you as a human being shouldn't miss that opportunity as well. But I would caution you about the paradise that you're trying to create. Don't try to create another day in paradise if you begin to attach your dreams to other people, if you begin to attach your dream to your family, if you begin to attach your dream to what people say about you or don't say. You're not, when that happens, then you're not in your zone to do your best work. And you gotta be in the zone to do your best work because if you do your best work, then the reality of the dream begins to come true and then you'll find yourself being more successful than you ever thought. And no matter who I listen to or what books I read, they always tell you to aim higher than the goal that you set. Because if you just aim it at the goal that you set and you come up short, then that's a level of frustration for you to do. They said to always raise the bar above what you what your expectation is for your current dream or goal. And by doing that, that's what you find out about yourself in terms of what you're willing to endure to achieve something to make your life work. And that's what I struggle with every day, just trying to make my life manifest into the things that I want, the dreams that I choose to accomplish. How can I best serve my family? How can I best understand God? How can I best understand the human family? How can I best put up framework around my life that'll make sense to the people that I normally speak to? Can I have fun in my life even though I might be suffering or struggling to make a dream come true? Can I have fun with my life each day? I know that when I I get out of bed that I'm not only warring with myself, I'm trying to make my dream a part of or take my dream above the worrying stage and that once I get done with my kids talking in the physical stage, that I could get out and make the world and my dream come true when everything in my mind is clear. And normally, sometimes, most of the time, our mind is boggled down with so many thoughts and the level of frustration is so great that we have a tendency to think that it's the person that just came to work only to do their job or we feel like it's the person's responsibility to tell us that when they just can go in and just annihilate someone with guns, with a gun. And we got a lot of thinking that we got to do, you know, going forward. Because I think, like, if there is a supreme being, if there is a divine creator, if there is God, then our reckoning with God is going to come full steam ahead because we haven't yet been able to listen to what it takes to truly save the planet. We haven't been able to listen to another paradise lost because we are so into what happened the year before or what we're going to take in currently to make this life look and appear like that life. Those are the things that weigh on my mind a lot of time. And just really just trying to get to a level of peace, getting there is the journey. I share, like, normally, I don't know if I ever talked about this docuseries about the Buddha. I read the book about the Buddha a long time ago. And in the book, it impressed me so much about him that I bought other books just, just to try to read and get my mind around the framework of what he had to deal with in that day and time. And then just looking at, you know, what we have to deal with in this day and time and can his work resonate with the world at large or do we just pin him in, lock him down into a particular form of faith, not exploring what he was actually saying. 
And a lot of times that what he was actually saying was very deep. So the one story that I want to share with you is in the book as well as the docuseries. There was this lady and her baby passed away. And in her community, she was screaming because she wanted somebody to resuscitate the child. She wanted someone to help her to bring her child back because without her child, her life meant nothing. And the people in the, and the people in the community said, well, you know, like Buddha is here today. Maybe you can go to him and he can help you bring your child back. And when she heard that, she instantly jumped up, figuring that this was going to be her answer. Now, normally, what you see from Lord Buddha is him walking into a room to get himself ready for his daily task. And he's doing that because he has to prepare himself as well as the people that he has to talk to wherever he went at that time. So they told her that, you know, Buddha is in town. Maybe you can go to him and he can help you with your situation. And she was like, yeah, 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 that's what I'll do. I'll go and I'll talk with him because he, he should be helping me with my situation. And that's what happened when your mind sometimes elevate above other people. Other people see it and they think like, well, what can I do to elevate this level of living? So when she gets there, they try to block her off. He said, no, 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 don't stop her. Let her come through. So when she came through, she told him the story with tears in her eyes. And he just looked at her like in the docuseries. Or like when you read the book, she just, she, he just looked at her. And in the docuseries, he said, okay, sure, I could bring your child back. But in order to do that, there's a couple things you got to do for me. He said, number one, you need to go to homes and get a mustard seed. And when you get that mustard seed, if you come back here, then I'll resurrect your child. But he's like, there's some stipulation that you got to understand. You got to go to a house where nobody has ever died. So she, she said, okay, 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 okay. I know I'm going. And he, and he used that day to say that he was never around and he didn't do that. So she said, okay, 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 okay. And she went back to the community and she knocked on the door. She said, um, I, need a, I need a mustard seed. And they said, she said, well, before I take the mustard seed, has, it, has there anybody that, that's died in your house? And the first person said, yeah, somebody died in my house a year ago. She said, okay. They offered her the seed. She didn't take it. She went to the next house, knocked on the door, said the same thing. And the guy did so and said, no, 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 I'm sorry. My sister just passed away the other day. And she, she fell in disbelief and she felt like Everything had been cheated. But as she's walking back, she stops and pauses for a moment. And she says, this is just me paraphrasing, I don't know exactly what she says. She says, well, I made my last batch of bread for here. And if it's time for me to go, it's just time for me to go. Those are the things that count in life. And when she came back, she came back with tears in her eyes, but we're, they were a different type of tear. They was like tear of relief. 
And when she sat down in front of Buddha again, he said, see, it's like that's a process you can't control. There's nothing you can do about that. No matter what you write, no matter what we try to phrase it as, there's nothing you can do with that. And why is that? Because death is an ordained thing. And even though we are here killing each other foolishness, foolishly, it doesn't detract from the fact that you and I have brought that you and I have brought about a change in our lives. And he said that, see, everybody's going to die. There's nothing you can do about it. It doesn't matter about the age group. It doesn't matter about the gender. We're all destined for that place anyway. Now, my thing is, the reason, reason I wanted to share that, and she really understood it. The reason I want to share that is because we don't understand that we don't have an infinite amount of time. Our time is finite. And then there's ways that you must understand when you have a dream that you have to use that energy on the level to pursue it. Because when, when you lay down tonight and if you're fortunate to get up, then you get, to, you get to add on to it or you get this new day to try to figure out a way to do it. And that's what most successful people have done. And if you're trying to be the same way and if you're trying to make this another day in paradise, when you wake up, you got to see the paradise in it. And God is not going to save us from ourselves. We got to save ourselves from ourselves. We got to correct this before time is too late. And our, the generation that comes behind us, we got to teach them to get them to understand that this world that you live in right now is a beautiful world. But in order to make it better, you got to get along with your neighbor. You got to get along with your community. You got to get along with your, with your state. And you got to get along with your national. And if you can do that, then you can find your way in the statement of saying another day in paradise and then being able to march on to a different drum. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining me in this podcast. And I just want you to know that your life, you got to figure it out. Therapists, they listen to you, but they don't really offer you solutions. They throw things out for you so you can put it together, so you can see if what you're doing is on track. Or you can find out if you're on track. The main thing is if you're on track, then you can make the rest of it become on track. And if you do that, then I think if you're able to do one step every day and accomplish that one step every day and stick with that one concept for the day, you will have had a successful day because you the dream that you set is tied to one of those items, one of those particular instances and if you approach it with the right energy and enthusiasm and you look at it as a day that you woke up to do that then all things seem different and you begin to change change your life ladies and gentlemen i want to thank you so much for joining me in this podcast and in closing i have six quotes for you one is from dr napoleon hill one is from the honorable les brown one is from eric thomas the other one is tony robbins and the other one is one that I have. Dr. Hill says, if the mind can't conceive it and believe it, then the mind can't achieve it. When you think about your dreams and your goals, did you put it in a reasonable space so if you had to come back and do something with it, it'll be okay where it is? So if you can conceive it and believe it, then you can't achieve it. Then Antonio T. Smith Jr. says, you can't plant better, you can't dominate. If you can just get the right frame of mind 
of the goal that you are trying to accomplish or the dreams that you're trying to make true. What does that look like in terms of you being able to work with the people in the organization that you're in? Or if you're by yourself, what makes that look as if it's doable? And if you can make it doable, then it could become a point where your mind is changing by planning different thoughts. And by planning different thoughts, you get different messages. And by planning different messages, you might just get a message from the divine saying, be a man house as beautiful as you can make it. Number three is from Les Brown. Les Brown says, it's not over until you win. And that means that regardless of, if you consider this another day in paradise, when you get up and you chase your your goals and dreams, and you say it doesn't matter until you win, that means you don't give up. That means that the fighter in you is going to do everything that it can to burn that flame so that you can accomplish the dreams that you want so you can be the winner that you were destined to be. Eric Thomas says, make the rest of your life the best of your life. And that's pretty much sums it up when you live, when you say like another day in paradise. To make the rest of your life the best of your life, what are you pursuing? What were you pursuing then? And if you're pursuing it, were you still in love with it now? And then being in love with something, it never the passion for it never dies. So in order to make the, the rest of your life the best of your life, you got to be able to understand that if that dream is something that's tangible to you, you got to strip off whatever it is that's holding you back or get into that zone to get what you need because that dream is a part of your whole, this world is a paradise or another day in paradise. Tony Robbins says, if you can't do something, then you must do it. And I think this is, all of them are profound, but that man is just something that you, it's, it's, it's very powerful because you're saying that you can't do something, but if somebody else is doing it, why can't you do it? Then he says that because you're telling me that, then you must do it so that you can eliminate, eradicate can't from your mind when it comes to pursuing your goals and dreams. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't measure out mine right, ladies and gentlemen, to be honest. I knew what I wanted to do. I just took some steps that led me the wrong way, which changed my life forever. But at the same time, I still got this podcast where I can wake up every morning if I want to and do an episode just to talk and make my life, reveal my life to you slowly in terms of the things that I had to go through to get to where I need to be. And these are the things that captivate the minds of human beings. And we gotta walk that walk, talk that talk, and do what we gotta do in order to make it. So if you're saying that you can't do it, somebody else do it, then you must do it just so you can eradicate the can't. And one is one that I created, it says life does not want but the one that I created says, life does not require more from you. Life does not require less from you. Life only requires that you maximize your 24 hours and in doing so you can have anything that you desire. See, it's that burning desire like Dr. Hill says in Think and Grow Rich, man, that gets you where you need to go or put your mind in a space where you need to be. And then after that becomes the due diligence of you being able to put the work in to make it all work. And it's not going to work if you don't work it. You can't, you can't make a plan and then deviate from the plan and think that it's going to work. The plan is there so that you can hold yourself accountable and do what you got to do because you got 24 hours to do it. 
And if you wake up tomorrow, you got 24 more hours to do it. So pay attention to time. Pay attention to your dreams and goals. Know why you are doing them and who, know why you're doing them, doing them, and know that by doing them, who are you doing it to help in this life? And that's what's important. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Until we meet again, peace.